Good morning. Uh, we are, we're just Luke and Joel to you guys. And, <laughs> and um, I said Jess, not just. Jess, Luke and Joel to you guys. Uh, but this morning we get to share with you, our family, about um, a, a journey that God's been uh, taking us on over the last couple of years. And uh, from the outset, sometimes uh, you're used to me preaching, but this morning we're just going to tell some stories about what God has done. And because it's important to testify to the faithfulness of God, it encourages people's faith and it inspires us to uh, encourage each other and talk about what God has been doing in our lives and in your life. And uh, it is um, just from the outset... Our journey is no more important than anybody else's journey. Uh, We are all on the journey to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And the reason that we just get to share this one this morning is because we always share. And so you're probably going to wonder where we are for three months. Um, And so, and it's it's great to tell of what God has done. And so, um, can I just pray before we begin and... uh, we just want to submit this to the Lord and that he is in this and with all of us this morning. So, Father, thank you for your faithfulness. You're a good and kind Father. I thank you, Lord, that we are family here and it is exciting to sit around and talk about how good you are. We, we could talk for all our days. There could be a hundred stories that could be told from every person in this room today about how good you are. And so, Father, we just want to uh, proclaim that the name of Jesus is honoured this morning, not verses or any kind of music project or anything like that, but Jesus Christ is the one who is honoured. You are the one who is glorified. All of our words we submit to you, all of our hearts sitting here today, we submit to you. Holy Spirit, come, do your work in each of us, and uh, we just want to praise and honour you in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Luke. I'm going to uh, start just by telling you a bit of the story about how it happened and just a few things that happened along the way. So about probably, I was probably 19 when uh, we had a youth camp at Coleroy and uh, we'd been, uh, it'd been a bit of a hard time with the youth, some things had happened and it had been a bit of a tough time and we were at Coleroy and a guy came to speak from Hillsong at the time, his name was Joel Bennett. He's actually spoken here before uh, at church and he took a really... Um, uh, he really helped our youth at that time. He really spoke into Joel and I's life at that time. And um, so, so that's where this whole story starts. He, uh, he, we sort of stayed in touch, you know, every couple of years uh, after that. But he's been a part of our life since that, uh, that day. If we jump forward eight years, I was walking into Walls End South Public School where we, um, yeah, it's your school, Sid. Yep, it's probably where you line up for assembly. That's probably where this idea happened. So, nah, about eight, it was four years ago. Okay, so um, so we were like, I, I was uh, dropping off uh, something to the youth guys. I think I had a va- I I'd borrowed the vacuum cleaner to vacuum our house and um, had to drop it back so they could vacuum the youth hall and. Um, I walked in and had a look at the screen. They were singing a song and uh, looked up at the words and I thought to myself, I've got no idea what those words mean. I have no idea. I've been uh, involved in church and been um, a Christian for most of my life and I actually, 
you know, I'm, I'm think it could mean this, or it could mean this, and it could mean this. And I thought, and at the time, they were having a lot of kids come who were from the community, 13 years old, who not only didn't ha- hadn't been in church, they didn't even know who Jesus was. They'd never heard of him. And I thought, how are they going to understand that if they've never heard of Jesus? You know what I mean? Sometimes we can talk in a bit of a language, can't we? Um, and so I had that idea then and there. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but... I feel like what Scotty said before, just like God dropped an idea into my head to uh, create the modern day memory verse. So, you know, you sing at Sunday school the, the Bible verses, but instead of using the Sunday school song to use pop music as a medium, something that would be accessible to a wide range of people. And um, we'd, you know, we'd been through, me and Joel had been through a bit of a journey. We'd uh, been on a TV show called X Factor, and um, that was a experience. Um, it wasn't necessarily good, um, but we tried really hard to uh, put ourselves out there in music, I suppose, and we tried really hard, quite unsuccessfully, but um, yeah, we'd been trying hard to do that when this idea came along. Um, so I decided to um, write a song that I could just give to the youth. Not, no, no agenda, no, not putting it out there. This idea of verses hadn't even come in. I, I was just going to write a song, give it to the youth so they could sing a song. And I actually wrote the first version of Your Love, which we sang in the first song today. I'm just going to quickly show you what the first version of Your Love sounds like. You got it, Dee? So this is the first version of Your Love. And um, we... We did this, um, I had this idea because a friend of mine um, ha- had been through a bit of a hard time and I thought, and I sent him this verse and I said, and I thought, and the verse is this, Romans eight thirty eight. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears, to, fears today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I said in that verse, and I was thinking about that verse, and I thought, wouldn't that be amazing if people knew that? Sometimes we present the opposite. Sometimes we present that you have to work for God's love, that you have to strive, that don't do this because God might not love you. But what about if it was actually harder to escape from God's love than you, it was actually to do anything else? You know, what about if that feeling in your heart when something happens isn't actually you feeling guilty, but it's actually God going, nah, you're not going anywhere. It's so hard to escape from my love. It's a total opposite mindset. I thought if people knew that, maybe they would be more open to the idea of God. You know what I mean? If people knew that it was harder to get away from his love, maybe they would be more open to all of him. And so I wrote this song, and uh, we happened to be going to New York in 2013 with the three of us and Beachy, and um, Beachy started to try and sing first, but unfortunately he didn't make the cut. Uh, he, threw a, he, he threw a few come on northies in there, and it was just, uh, if you've ever heard him sing, it's pretty funny. Anyway, we were sitting there, and I wrote this song, and I called Joel in, I called Joel in and I was like, oh... Joel, come and sing this song. And, you know, we hadn't had the best uh, time with music, so it was a bit of touch and go. But, um, you know, we made it, made a few songs. I think we made three songs um, that trip, and we sort of came back not thinking much of it. And uh, 
over time, God blessed us with people in our lives. We had a, a good friend whose name's Steve who um, helped us to be able to, I said to him, can we make this a little bit better to give it to the youth? And we started making it better. And then over the period of the next three years, so this was in August 2013, we started making the songs. And it took three years to make five songs. Um, yeah, to what, you, what you're going to hear today. Um, it's a long time. Um, but, yeah, it's been interesting because the journey on the way, I think, was more important to God than actually the songs were. And what he was teaching us and what he was showing us and what he was refining in us, because that's his plan. He's doesn't, well, he cares about songs, but he more cares about us. I mean, he more cares about his relationship with us. And so, just a quick thing from there, um, the guy who we met, Joel Bennett, he uh, believed in us and he heard the songs and he loved it. And he was speaking in America and showed an, another friend of his who then showed another friend who uh, worked at a record label in America. And from that time in April last year, six weeks later, we flew to Nashville to meet these guys. And since then, we've been offered um, recording contracts and... Um, and we haven't done signed any of that yet because they're not very good, but <laughs> we are in the process now have got a visa to be able to go and tour in, a, in a America for the next 12, it's a 12 month visa, we're going for three months this first time and then we'll be back. And so that's a bit of the story we we're up to, it's very short, but it's just to talk about, testify to the whole time God has been working, we have been just doing our thing, we, you know. Uh, trying to do what I thought was the right thing. I'll tell you a quick thing. The last thing I would ever want to be known for as a musician is pop music and Christian pop music. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. So <laughs> it's uh, got to be God. <laughs> it's good. It takes the pressure off because it's all about him. You know what I mean? It's not about me. I don't want to be glorified. I really don't want to be glorified for it. <laughs> I want him to be glorified. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I really do. I enjoy it. I love it. So yeah, I mean, we've had our hard times. We've um, we've struggled. We've struggled through it. But you know, it's, I think he's given us a second chance with this music. What do you think, Nolsey? Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, as Luke said, um, I truly believe that um, it's it's about the journey that God takes us on. It's not about the destination at the end. Um, I believe that there's a reason why He doesn't show us the end, um, because I think that He wants us to go on a journey. He wants us to grow. He wants us to learn more about him. He wants us to see his hand in everything. And I think sometimes if he showed us the end, we actually wouldn't go through the journey. We would just think that I'm just going to wait until this moment. But I know for me personally in this whole journey over the last four years, um, I've learned so much about who God is. I've learned so much about why he does things and and why we did X Factor. <laughs> it's a question. It was a question that me and Luke had. Why did we do that? I asked that question for about three years every day. Yeah. <laughs> He'd wake up and text me every day. Why the heck did we do that, man? <laughs> but, but it was a question. And the revelation that I've had, the biggest revelation that I've had through this journey is this. Our God is a God of second chances. And... When we did X Factor, I would say, looking back on it, that X Factor was in our own strength. I would say that we dreamed of music. We dreamed of, we'd sing together when we were young. We'd dream of doing music together. And X Factor, we 
probably felt was that opportunity. So we worked and we strived and we did everything in our own strength. We did everything that we could. And we'd get told this and we'd get told that and that would just lead to nothing and that would lead to nothing. And, and um, it got to the point where not only for me and Luke did we struggle to do music together, he struggled to even hang out with me. We struggled to be around each other. And I believe that in life when we do things in our own strength and when we strive and strive and we just do what we think we have to do to get to, to the dream that we have in our heart and we do it in our own strength, that's where we end up. I believe we end up tired. We end up stressed. We end up exhausted. And we just end up in a place where we didn't ever want to be. We ended up in a place where me and Luke thought we'd never be. I remember the conversation we had. It was at Jody and Stuart Chadband House in Gabriel's room. We went up. It was Wednesday night dinner. Me and Luke went up there and we had the combo. And it dead set felt like that was it. I remember it like it was not. And I just buried it. I buried the dream. I buried music and, what, and, and us doing music together. And I was done. But you know what? When Jesus told Lazarus to come out of his tomb... When Jesus breathed life into that, Lazarus came out. He was reborn. He was rebirthed. And I believe that God's done that. I believe that when Luke, rang, when Luke yelled out to me in New York to come down and sing on the first demo, that demo you heard, my first thought was, dude, we've tried this. We've tried to do this before. What's different? Why is it different? The difference is it's not about us one little bit. The difference is it's about him. And I started to see God start to breathe life into it. I started to see God start to do things. And, and all of a sudden, what I thought was buried, what I thought was dead, started to come back to life. The dream started to come back. And all of a sudden, here we find ourselves not just doing music together, but doing life together, being friends, being best mates. And, and that's what our God can do. Yeah. You know, we tried to do it. We ended up failing. We thought we'd failed. And, and for so, so often we can just get to that point and just give up and just think that we weren't good enough or anything like that. But our God is good. Yeah. He's faithful. You know, God will work all things together for good for those who love him. Not just some things. He doesn't say that he'll work some things together for good. He says he'll work all things together for good for those who love him. He has a plan for us. And you know what? Back in when we did X Factor in 2010, he saw today. He saw this moment. He saw the plan. He knew the plan. And the crazy thing is, the answer to the X Factor question is this. When we applied for a visa, it was the media that we got from X Factor that really helped us get over the line to get our visa. Who would have thought? Who would have thought back then that that's, that's, that could have been the whole reason we did X Factor? It, it could have just been the whole reason why me and Luke did that. Was so that one day we could apply and have things to send over to America. And that just blows my mind. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I know that in, it's not just us. It's for, that's for every person in this room. Yeah. That's for every person. God is faithful. He is kind. He is just... 
He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I can tell you right now that what he has done in my life, he can do in your life. And uh, he can do in your situation. And I'm just so amazed by him. I'm thankful for him. And I just can't wait to hear stories of, and testimony from your journey and your life and come back and share ours. So that's been the biggest thing for me in this whole journey. He's good. The other thing that, uh, that really that, that whole experience of X Factor taught us was when we did it in our own self, really, at, you know, maybe we said, oh, you know, God was, we wanted to do it for God. But really what we were doing was trying to glorify ourselves and, and um, bring, I suppose the word is, is make ourselves famous. Um, and what we, what I, what I massively learned through that, and what I think God was fully teaching me was, oh, you don't want to be famous, Luke. And uh, there's no way that I would want to ever be famous. Um, and from that, uh, you know, but and so the dream for verses right from the start it was behind you is is verses is to make Jesus and His Word famous. That's the point. We never actually wanted to put our faces to verses, but we realised that sort of. People connect with people in the world, not just screens. So, oh, actually, they do a little bit these days, don't they? No. <laughs> I just want to tell a quick story about um, one of the a journey story. I suppose God taught God's taught us a lot, and and um, no matter what we, you know, even though we're doing verses, we can still take it, still do it ourselves. We can still do it in our own strength. And I want to talk to you about a story that happened to me when I was writing one of the songs. We had to, uh, we're on a deadline to try and get the songs. We were blessed to work with this awesome mixer from, she's from France. And um, we had to get her this song by this day so she could do it because she was helping us out. And, um, and we're trying to finish it. And I was uh, doing the vocals for Jess and Joel. So they're, all, they're almost perfect, but a few little notes I had to fix up. And um, Just Joel's. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> and um, so, so I was doing it and I'd stayed up all night. So I'd done, it, it, I'd been awake all night. I'd, it was, uh, and it was four o'clock in the next afternoon and I was just getting to the point where I was getting a little bit beside myself. I was, I was um, starting to question what, yeah, she was like, what is going on with you? I mean, I was tired, but also at the same, I was really starting to question, why are we doing this? What is the point of this? This is, no one's going to hear this. No one's going to care. No one's going to, like, I'm just doing this and it's just, you know, why do I feel like this, God? I, and, and, um, and I went to bed at about four, four or five in the afternoon, just put the sheets across so I could have a dark room. And I remember lying there and I thought to myself, God, why do I feel like this? I'm doing this for you. And I, and I feel like this, you know what I mean? Or, or I'm doing this for you. Why can't you just help out? Why can't we just get it done quicker? You know what I mean? I know it sounds stupid, but at the time, uh, who's thought that in their life? God, why don't you just do this? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the key catchphrase in the <laughs> catchphrase. God, I'm doing this for you. And God stopped me right there. Another one of those God drop moments in, in my mind. And he goes, that's your problem. You're doing this for me. That's not worship. We are not. You are not equal with me. I am God. You, I, and I, and you are my child. Do you know what I mean? I'm, and that's what I, all of a sudden he goes, you don't do this for me. You do this to me. This is worship. 
And that's what worship is. When we place ourselves in a posture where we understand that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, that we are not equal with him, but we are so privileged to be able to enter into his presence. And he is not there like lording it over us like, well, can you come into my presence? He wants us to come. And that is what is amazing. And in that moment, I thought to myself, that is the key. That's the key to all worship. That's the key to living a life of worship. I do not do this for you, God. We are not. Yes, we are. We are. God is partnering with us to do this. You know, He is using, we are His hands and feet. But at the end of the day, this is our worship to God. And if no one heard it, it wouldn't matter because it is our worship to God. And the next day, I sat there and I did the vocals and I was at the local at the cafe and I had my headphones on. And the great thing is, the laptop, you. Don't do much live music with what we're doing. It's, just, it's all on a laptop. And I was listening to it, and there's this phrase, and it says, You who was and who is and who is to come, be exalted forever. And that was what was ringing in my heart. And I was sitting there, and I was listening to the vocals, and all of a sudden I was brought from, absolute, from sorrow to this moment of desperateness to a place of joy in that time because I realized that I that God has God is I'm so privileged to be able to come and place myself in that posture of worship before him and that was a journey story and that has been like that has radically changed my life I've got to say, every time I get to that point now I'm going what am I doing am I asking God to work for me or am I just coming to worship God and bring things to him and, and I would have looked like an absolute kook sitting in that cafe because I was just like, you who was and who is and who is to come be. And you'll hear, we're, we're about to sing the song and you'll hear the part. It's the bridge. And I would have just, absolutely, I, I was having such a good time and I was, wor- was worshipping at the local and probably everyone was sitting around going, what is this dude on? There have been so many... Uh, confirming words along the way, and I have a whole list of them, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare read them out because it would seem, I don't know, like boasting how good God is. He has just been so, 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 so faithful. But uh, there's one word that really st- sticks out to me along the journey, and um, it actually happened at Hillsong Conference of all places. Um, <laughs> This, this year, uh, last year, sorry, it hasn't been yet, but um, this, it was just after we'd been to Nashville and all this kind of change was kind of swirling and um, I wasn't coping very well <laughs> and um, righto. I'm agreeing with you. Isn't that what you're supposed to do with a preacher? I agree with them. I said, anyway, uh, I wasn't coping very well. I wasn't coping. There was talk about um, that we had to move and there was talk about that, I, I don't know, there was just, I just wasn't coping. And, um, and we'd been offered uh, a couple of weeks before that these conferences, uh, to be a part of these conferences that we're actually going off to uh, be a part of on Wednesday. It's called Kingdom Youth Conference. And uh, we'd been offered that and I was just so... Uh, torn. I could not bring myself to uh, get my head or my heart around everything that would mean I would have to surrender to God. And uh, there was just such a wrestle in my heart. And uh, I think all along I knew what the answer was, but I wasn't ready to um, accept it. And I just kind of, 
I don't know, I felt a little bit like um, putting out a thousand fleeces and God was like, another one. <laughs> anyway, but this time I, um, I just, I think I just cried all that week whenever I wasn't in the meeting, probably in the meeting as well. And, um, and one, I was about to, I didn't stay at the whole conference because we were taking a school trip over to LA. And, but the last night meeting that I was there, um, Luke quickly texted me and said, um, Joel and River outside, Joel Bennett, Luke talked about, <clears throat> and his wife were outside, come and have a chat. And uh, I thought, yeah, great, I'd lovely to see them, that, that'll be really good. And so we ducked out and um, we just were chatting away and Joel's, Joel's involved in these conferences and he just said, so, so what are you thinking? Just, just say yes. <laughs> just say, come on, you guys need to do this. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And Riv goes, Jess, come have a talk. And so I had a cry. And, um, <laughs> and I just stood there and I just said, oh, I am so, 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 so torn. Like, I love where I am. I love what I'm doing. I, uh, my whole heart is in it. And I just said, I just want to walk out there tonight and I just want the preacher to go, it's a yes. And she looked at me and she just goes, Jess, I don't think it's, it's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, but that's okay. Anyway, we had a good chat and a good cry and she prayed and I came back in at the end of worship. And uh, they just did things a little bit differently at the end of this, at the worship in this service. And we just caught the end of worship. But the, a guy got up to give a giving message. And, um, and it wasn't a usual speaker. He wasn't from Hillsong. He, they, I think it was one of Brian's friends. And he got up and he was just, he was just kind of doing his thing, doing the giving message. And then he, he said, oh, I've got, I've got a screen. Um, can, you guys, can you guys get that screen up for me? And I'm going to do the same. I've got a screen. And this, this is the screen that came up about 15 minutes after I just said, my heart's cry is that you just say yes to me, God. And uh, that was the only time that screen went up, that whole conference. It wasn't a graphic they used. It was just a one-off thing. And I, it spoke straight to my heart. And the thing that is even more, isn't that not amazing? <laughs> I could not believe it. I was like, ah! <laughs> And uh, the thing that is more amazing than that is that he went on to say that um, we're not waiting on God's yes. He's waiting on ours. There is always a yes and amen over your life for whatever promise and whatever plan God has for you. I have a verse there. It's 2 Corinthians. We got it? says, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen, yes, God's yes, and our yes together, gloriously evident. I wasn't waiting on a yes from God. He was waiting on a yes from me. And that is the same for all of our lives, church. There is a yes and amen over your life. According to the promises God has for you, he waits upon your yes. He waits on your yes of, yeah, I'll do that. I'll be a part of that. And uh, the message that night was preached by Christine Kane. I could not tell you for the life of me what she preached about. I was floored with that one word, yes. But right at the end, she said, uh, oh, can we get that verse up there about what Mary says? And they read out one, ver one version. She goes, no, 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 not, not that version. Give me this other version and this is what it said. And Mary said, yes. 
I see it all now. I am the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Mary had to say yes, even to bring in the Messiah to the world. I wonder what yes you're withholding from God. Because the truth is the Holy Spirit is unleashed through your yes. Yes, I will be the person that you need me to be. Yes, I will, will go. The Lord still searches like he did in Isaiah 6, 8. Yes? Yeah. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. The Lord's eyes have not changed. He still looks across the earth to say, who will I send? Who will, who, who will say yes? And the fact of the matter is that uh, the yeses start with little yeses. This was not the first yes that I was asked to give. It began with, for as many times as you've seen me on this stage, I can probably tell you I've set up as well. Or, or done the jobs that nobody's done. The yeses start little. Do not despise the day of small beginnings, church. Don't despise the yes that causes you to be refined in the fire. Don't despise the yes that, that develops you into the person God needs you to be so he can use you for the big yes, for the bigger platforms. He says, whatever you say, whatever you do with the little, it's the same as what you'll do with the big. Don't despise the small yes, church. God waits upon us to go, here I am, send me. And, and my, this week, our sending is across to America. But your, your sending this week might be mums to start reading the Bible to your kids. Yeah, I'll do that. It might be fathers getting home to spend time with their children. Yes, I'll be that man in the house. It might be staying in the job. God's calling you to stay in so you can be impacting in the place that he needs you to impact. Yeses look different, but they all require obedience. And they all require the submitting of the will that you would lay down. This is what I want. Because you know what? I want to stay here. I want to stay with my family. But yeses require us to lay down what our will is, and pick up the cross daily, how little that looks, how big that looks. And the quote that uh, right at the end of his uh, giving message, where that yes came on the screen, he said this, that yesterday's excuses need to be surrendered to today's yes. And every excuse that I had for God, you don't know what I'm going to give up. You don't know what I'm going to miss. You don't know what this is going to cost me. We're surrendered to today's yes. And it needs to be continued to do that. I wonder what excuses that you're giving God that need to be surrendered today. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. What is the excuses that are holding you back from going, I am completely and utterly yours, send me God. And my prayer today is that even in sharing this story, how... God has given us the courage and the supernatural strength to say yes, that that would be released through every person here, that we would have a new wave of yes, God, I'm in, that there would be an awakening of our spirits to be, uh, to be on, on mission, that we would be the people who God needs us to be, that we would bring kingdom to, that God's kingdom to earth through our yes. Jesus his power and the Holy Spirit is released through your yes to him.
He has already said yes over you, church. He already says yes and amen. And I just want to, I want to release that and bless you that you would have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the courage to respond with a yes to what God's calling you into. I just want to quickly say two more things before um, we're going to get prayed for. Because I know it's going to happen, so we might as well just say it's going to happen. Um, one, of the, one of the greatest yeses you can say is actually just to accept Jesus. God, it says in the Bible that the Lord stands at the door of your heart and knocks. And all he's waiting for is just easier to say yes. And so if that's you this morning, that might be um, the yes that we're talking about. It might be the yes that going, well, I don't really know much about God. I don't really know much about Jesus. I've had a bad experience or anything like that. But he stands there and knocks and tells you nothing. You accept my love. You say yes to my love. You say yes to my salvation. You say yes to to forgiveness of the things that we've done wrong. Nothing can separate you from that love. Nothing can separate you. And and that may be the yes this morning. The other thing I wanted to say um, before before, uh, we finish is that uh, I wanted, we want to say thank you because we, we are not leaving, uh, no matter what happens, we don't know what the future holds, no one does, but um, no matter what happens, we will always be North Lakes to the core. And, but the reason why that is, and the reason why we can do what we can do today is because you guys as the church have allowed us to do it. Do you know what I mean? And I want to say thank you first and foremost to our parents, Pam and Ian, for, for allowing us to grow and make mistakes and, and have a go and all those things. But also like guys like Tina and David and Kylie and Cameron and Joan and Stewart who aren't here have allowed us to step up. They've allowed us to do things when we were young and probably didn't do very good and said the wrong things and were late and all that sort of stuff. We're still late. We're still late. <laughs> So, um, so that's you guys, you know what I mean? The reason why we can do that is because you've allowed us to do that. We are all this together, you know what I mean? Um, and, and we've learned to do this, all this, um, by, um, um, dad's trying to give me a signal, I've got no idea what you're saying, sorry. Uh, we've learned to do all of this by, um, by doing it here, do you know what I mean? By being a part of Northlake. So we want to say thank you. We, you go with us. We go with you all the time. We are just a part, of, a travelling part of Northlakes going over to America. Yeah. We'll be back and we'll do it. We'll be jumping straight back into everything we're doing here. We'll always be a part of the family. And we want to say thank you. Also, Nana and Pa for their legacy. They're the grandparents <laughs> of the century. It's definite... A definite favour that goes down through generations as, as godly generations. And because of those guys, you know, and the sacrifices they made and the dedication. And can I just say, I know there will not be a day in the three months when Nana does not pray earnestly for us. And that that's allows us to do what we can do. And let that be encouragement to parents. Do you know what I mean? Here we are sitting up here as products of the decisions that Nana and Pa and now parents have made and we're here doing it that now. And um, when Joel has kids one day, oh, I hope this is the same for him. <laughs> Favourite son. All right. Yeah, and also, sorry, and also Gay and Terry, exactly the same for those guys, for Jess. 
The reason why Jess speaks like she speaks is because she's their, their daughter and they've encouraged her with that and allowed her to grow. And uh, sometimes it, it's a little bit hard to... Uh, to, to uh, you probably don't see the struggles of being a woman and standing up here and speaking because North Lakes, we're very accepting of that and we love that. But you've allowed that to happen through Jess and I, that's, a, that's amazing. And that's, she, I believe, can I just say this? I believe one of the things that Verse is going to do is Jess is going to impact women all around the world. Not just, to, not just for women, but to be able to understand that women can speak Women can have a place and women can do the things that God has called them to do and to feel confident in that. So that's one of the things I think. I don't know if she thinks that, but... <laughs> yeah. um, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to invite Steve back up. Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. Died on the cross, she gave me the victory. Though the world might try to bring me to my knees, I will stand and fight. You were all I need, oh, I know. Your love is rescuing me to see. Come on, you, let's sing this together. You know this part. Not dead, not by all things have done. Not good, not bad, all what's to come. No death, oh, with all things above. Can't separate me from your love. Your love. From the grave, you gave me the victory.
Nothing. Nothing.